Welcome to Web of Tomorrow. I'm Adam Harris, and this week we've got Blaine Farr. He's the founder of Wevite, and Wevite is uh, the easiest way to send invites to uh, people, and you don't have to force them to all be in the same group chat, and uh, they don't even need the app to be able to respond. So it sounds really cool. It's made for iOS and Android with React Native. Blaine's going to talk a little bit about the app and, and the process of using React Native to build it. Yeah, so Wevite is a group scheduling and messaging app. And, and like you mentioned, Adam, you know, not everybody in the group has to have the app. So you can send messages to them even if they don't have the app. And people can respond yes, no. Yeah, they can also see all the messages even if they don't have the app. It's really easy to create groups. So really, so it's really ideal for you know teams, church groups, families, clubs, any groups that are frequently getting together and you know, spamming everyone every time uh, some event or something comes up. Yeah, I um, I've really come to hate group messaging. You're not alone. Yeah, you're not alone. And obviously, you can't use Facebook events for every little thing that you want to do, right? So. I haven't found really anything else out there that does what Wevite does. Well, thank you. I, I'm I, I'm hopeful that you and a few listeners can try it out, and start using it. We're we're early, but really excited about the feedback we're getting. Yeah, it looks really really nice. So, with React Native, is it the exact same code able to run on iOS and or and Android, or is it uh, two separate code bases? So we actually. Have are using React Native for the Android app, but we're using Native Swift for our, our iOS app. Okay. And there's a couple reasons we chose to do that. Uh, one is uh, I, we, we weren't sure how React Native would perform and thought if we did the iOS app in Swift, that's something that we had some engineers who were really comfortable with. And as I was trying to find Android developers, Java was... You know, it's, it's difficult, it's hard to find good Android developers, and I had a handful of people who are excellent with React and React Native that said, hey, we can do this a lot faster, we can, it'll cost less, we can, you know, do it much, much faster, and then the other benefits are, you know, in a few months or a year, or a year down the road, if we choose to consolidate both iOS and Android on the same code platform, we've already built out that app in React Native on Android, and then it's just a matter of you know, transitioning some some components into uh, it for an iPhone app. Awesome, sounds sounds cool. So I I totally agree with the Java aspect. I'm an Android guy myself, mm-hmm. but in, when I considered doing Native, I really didn't want to write Java, and Swift seemed really cool. Mm-hmm. So so really quickly, um, I think. We can assume people know what React is, but what exactly is React Native? Yeah, so React Native is a JavaScript framework that uh, can be used to build mobile apps. It functions much more like a native you know, Swift or native Java or native mobile app than you know, a HTML or you know, some other web client would on mobile. So are you, are you familiar with Cordova or PhoneGap? Yes, is that something that you looked into as well? Um, I looked into it a little bit. I liked the React Native one because, you know, I, I've, I've always advised people and thought myself, you go with what your best engineer wants to use. 
and yeah. I have to know a you know, a full stack JavaScript engineer who's a almost a thought leader locally in React who had never built out a React native app for Android. So something that he wanted to do, he, very capable, very talented, and that was a large part of the driving factor. So I, I did some research into it and was comfortable with, with the trade-offs. Uh, ultimately, it was based off people and being able to find great JavaScript engineers is going to be a lot easier than finding you know, somebody who's good with Cordova or Formgap. Yeah, and uh, and I think React Native is going to be a lot more performant uh, as mm-hmm. well because it is actually native. Yep, exactly. So talk a little bit about the uh, process of writing the app and how long it took. Yeah, so that is one of the components that I, I was most excited about with the React app. And, and again, I was working with a rock star React engineer, and that always biases things a little bit. But... What we did is we led with our uh, Swift iOS Swift app, and then we were building our React app. You know, a couple weeks behind where where we were at on Swift, so that we could benefit from the back end that we'd already built out. And the React app probably took a tenth as much time as the Swift app. Yeah, and I was blown away at how quickly we could crank out new features, new functionality. Yeah, the speed at which we could develop, test, you know, iterate was much, much faster on React Native. Now, granted, a part of that was that we'd already built out the back end with, you know, as we built out that iPhone app. But a part of it was just, it's just faster to write, which is a huge benefit for teams considering, do we go you know, Swift and Java or React Native or PhoneGap or Cordova? It was just blazingly fast to write. Nice. Uh, do you mind saying how long it took for each of those, the iOS and Android? Yeah, so I, I guess, well, it, it's a process, right? I'd say yep. neither completely done yet. To get to the MVP, we're probably talking yeah, 150, 200 hours with Swift and probably 30 or 40 hours in React Native. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it was, it, it was really amazing. Of course, we had the benefit of having paved part of the way with with Swift, but yeah, as far as design and iterating on user experience things, yeah, but it's still much much faster in React Native. Nice. So, you think it would have been better just to do React Native for iOS as well from the beginning? I ask myself that all the time. Yeah. Um, the one disadvantage of React, and, and this may be partially due to not having finished some of the polish around the Android app yet. But I do feel like I can see a difference and feel a difference between native iOS apps and Swift and React native apps. It, it does still seem to be some performance difference, you know, some just crispness of the experience. That said, to be able to build that out much faster in React native and be maintaining one code base instead of two um, yeah, if I if I had to do it over again, I probably would have done both in React Native, and then build out a native iOS app if needed later. And demand performance growth suggested that it was worth it. Yeah, and I wonder it may be kind of hard to tell how much of that performance is React Native itself or the the way. Yeah, the 
we certainly have not spent the time yet on the Android app to finish off some of the polishing. You know, and there's some things that you can even dive down to go native in if, if you want some of those final polish items in, in native. Um, but, yeah, yeah, that's a good question because we haven't spent as much time polishing the Android app yet as we have the iOS app. So it very well could be due to that. So if anybody out there wants to join us um, and help finish off some of that polish and, and some new features, you can reach me through Adam or uh, my email address on there. Cool. We're on Twitter? Or on Twitter, yes. So let's, let me just ask you some more about the app then. Yeah. How does the app work when you – let's just start with someone who doesn't have the app installed. How does yeah. that work from there and they get invited to an event? Yep. So how it works is – First, you, you need to install the app um, to be able to send out an invite. Then you can send it to anybody in your contact list, even if they don't have the app. You can create groups from any of those contacts or other people that you've added in the app. So you could create a basketball team, a study group, yeah, a family group, or if you have a church group that you don't, you, know, you may not have everybody's numbers, you can add people, other people can add them to the group. So you then have your contact picker, and you can choose any of those people and put in the who, what, when, and then you can customize a text message. And people who don't have the app will receive that text message. It says something like, hey, Adam, it's Blaine. Uh, do you want to play basketball tomorrow at 5 p.m.? Text in or out. When you text in or out, we receive that, parse it, send the response back to the app, and you can see that Blaine responded. Uh, then it's very easy to go in and see like who responded, who has not yet. And with one click, you can remind people who haven't responded. And we're also building out the chat functionality so that you can message people, direct message people, and uh, make it very easy to have that communication without spamming everybody else in, in the group with every single response. Okay, so when it sends out the text... It sends yeah. out individual text to each person separately, right? Instead of doing a group message. Correct. Is and is there is there a way to say maybe, or is it just in or out? So we added maybe last week. Oh, so there's nice. In or out and maybe. Cool. That's for all the flakers out there. Yeah. <laughs> can, can you can you change your invite after you've? Or can you change your status after you've already responded? Yeah, you can change it. Or you can install the app and change it there. The benefits of installing the app is you can see who's going. Yeah. Can yeah, click on the address and it opens up maps for you. On iOS, it also syncs to your calendar. We don't yet have that function functionality in Android, but that's coming soon. And you can message the group from inside the app as well. It, we will also be adding a lot of additional functionality that I'll hold off a couple weeks on announcing, but we are really excited about what's coming up with WeBuy. Nice. So you said you can just message people within the app as well? Uh, is that around an event or just directly to a person unrelated to an event? So right now that is just around an event. Uh, that will be one of the features that will be launching. So. Interesting. Cool. So what, what kind of... Uh, people do you see using this and what are they using it for? So our target users are more formal recurring 
activity-based groups. So that might maybe a rec basketball team, an intramural team, a study group, a PTA uh, group, a church group. These groups that meet on a regular basis where there's one person who feels a huge amount of pain trying to organize and message those gr groups each week on getting people together and knowing who's coming. Because what we find is we make that person an advocate in the group. They start using the tool the app. And then every time they send out an invite, more and more people within the group begin to install the app. Nice. So there's this really nice network effect that's happening then. Yep, absolutely. Is there a monetization strategy with this app? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, people don't spend money on messaging or apps, Yeah, but they spend billions each year on events, activities, and food, things that they do in groups or with people. And that is going to be a big focus of ours moving forward. How do we surface the right events or deals or experiences to people? And then we, we would take a cut of that. Yeah. So what would that, what would that be similar to? Is there any app that's similar to, like has a monetization strategy similar to that? So there is, there are many there are many apps that have components of you know, the different revenue models that, that we have. Um, you know, there, there's a component of a Groupon, of a open table, of a meetup. Of you know, there are lots of different apps that provide these experiences, uh, although it's not quite in the same way. So we combine many of those, and and we'll have a number of uh, features. Yeah, it sounds it sounds a bit like meetup.com except the it's at kind of ad hoc events, but you're going to curate some events for them to go to, is that right? I uh, so that that will be a component of it. Um cool. so the difference from meetup, I you know, a component is ad hoc events, but meetup costs $160 per year. Yeah. And it's really tailored towards these large public groups. Yeah, that is interesting that meetup.com will actually charge for you to have an event. Um, yes. Yeah. It's yeah. We we sounds really nice that the the end user won't pay anything. Yes, that's the plan. We may have some features later that they do pay for certain groups that that they pay for and the group gets too big. But that's the idea that we can keep it free for them. Cool. Um, are there any final thoughts you want to say? Yeah, the, fi the final thought for me is if you are an iOS developer or React Native you know, or, or back-end, full-stack, or back-end, we're using Node for the application logic, please reach out to me. You know, we're always talking with people full-time, part-time, really interested in finding great engineers to work with. Yeah, and uh, download the app. Yes, it, definitely. Cool. Um, yeah, when I heard you talking at uh, at the startup competition, I downloaded the app immediately and uh, looks looks really cool. I haven't had an event yet to use it, but I can't wait till I do. Yeah, and you can just use it to invite some friends to lunch. Yeah, I, we do have a nice voting on times feature in iOS. Oh, that allows you to yeah you know, send something out. People can vote on times, so you can find what day works well for lunch, and then just lock that down and go out to lunch the next day. Cool. Sounds good. 
Well, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you.